Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos, and here with me is my lovely husband and co-host. Omar Pozos. What's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, we, we had to actually re-record the intro a couple times there because we were struggling a little bit with finding our words. So. Yeah, I always like to ask, like, how's everybody doing? What's up, everybody? And Vanessa was like, you make it so awkward. So here we are. Well, Whatever. I don't, I don't know, really know how I'm supposed to respond to that. I'm like, are you asking me? Are no, you asking- I'm asking the Fitcasters how, how they're doing. Yeah. But sure, if you want to share too, you can. Well, I, I think we're gonna have to find you a new uh, a new intro, new intro? A new catch line. Yeah, give me give me some options, you guys out there. Yeah, if um, you have suggestions, send them his way. <laughs> but today we are talking all about keto and what it does to the female body. You know, if you um, if you go to my Instagram page, and really where this came from is because if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see that I have my Instagram story highlights, and the main highlight is the one about my story. And in that story, I have, you know, tons of slides where I talk about my entire journey from struggling with my weight to developing an eating disorder and struggling with that to overcoming my eating disorder and then losing weight and then starting my online business and then developing hormonal issues and just really my my entire experience in health and fitness. You really have such an interesting story. Like you've Lots done of ups so and downs. Many, yeah, seriously, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Well, so one piece of that story in there, I briefly mention in a slide that I did try keto for a period of time. And I mentioned in the slide that I felt terrible. I did it for only a couple months and I lost my period and I just felt like an absolute crazy person. And I don't really go into detail on that slide because I feel like it's such a blip in the, you know, all the ups and downs of my experiences with my body. Um, But that story itself, because a lot of people tend to click through that highlight when they start following me. And a lot of times, like people will still to this day respond to that slide and ask, you know, can you tell me more about how keto affects the female body? Because I leave it a little bit vague of, hey, you know, the keto does have a lot of effects on the female body. Like if you want to learn more, just shoot me a DM. And so I finally decided when we got another one this weekend that, you know what, it probably makes sense for us just to go ahead and record a whole podcast episode on this. So I don't have to, you know, send people super long voice memos to answer them every single time to ask this question as much <laughs> as like, I do. Listen to this episode. Yeah. But as much as I do love chatting with you guys in the DMs and there's, you know, no, no worries if you want to DM me and to talk more about this. I would love to talk about your experience with keto if you've tried it, if you haven't. But I figured 
having this episode kind of recorded. Um, it'll be a great resource to provide a lot of women who are, are questioning these things. Yeah, awesome. Let's dive in because I'm, I'm pumped for this one. I, to be honest, um, obviously you're the expert on this kind of stuff, but um, I've actually never tried Keo. I've never done anything in remotely close to it. The only reference or point of mind that I have about it is I used to have a friend that um, when we were in Atlanta, he tried it and basically I was like, well, tell me what it is. He's like, well, you just eat a lot of fat and, and you know, like he's like my chicken breasts, I cover them in bacon and I add butter to my coffee and I do this, I do that. I'm like, well, that sounds terrible. But long story short, he's, he tried it for maybe two, three weeks. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. It's just not sustainable. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so that's my only frame of mind. So I'm excited to kind of hear your thoughts because honestly, I don't think we've ever talked about this. So now yeah. you guys are going to get my my real raw uh, reactions to Vanessa's keto experience. <laughs> yeah. So today we're, we're going to talk about keto in terms of the risks of it. We're going to talk about the benefits of it because I do want to give really both perspectives here. Um, we're going to talk about how it affects the female body from a scientific standpoint, because that's really what I want to talk about here is truly the science behind this all. And I am going to also share just what you need to know before you do try it. If this is something that you are maybe interested in trying for yourself, you can, you can absolutely do that. You know, it's a free world. You have your own body to make these decisions with. Um, but I want to empower you with education so that you can make the best decision possible for your body. Now, well, actually, before we, we dive in, I want to add an additional kind of note here. So the reason that we are providing both anecdotal evidence and scientific research is because the research alone is not great. It is flawed, especially when it comes to keto and women. Now, if you look at a lot of the articles out there, if you Google around, you can find something to support any point of view you want to take. And that's important to understand. Google itself, anything you Google when it comes to nutrition and health and exercise, you can find a research article to support any point of view essentially that you want to take. And the reason for that is because research in this space, especially when it comes to nutrition, is extremely flawed because it's not really designed for women. So women... <laughs> We're not even required to be in research until 1993. So like clinical trials in the US prior to 1993 were entirely men. Since then, there are a little bit more regulations and requirements around including some women, but a lot of the research that we still use today to you know create a lot of claims around health and science was even done before then. And even since then, it's still predominantly men. The reason for that is because you know, truth be told, it's hard to research women because our hormones are fluctuating at different points in the month. We have menstrual cycles. It just, it's, it's more difficult. We're, yeah. we're tricky to research. Essentially. And, and think about that for a second. I mean, the fact that, I mean, what's 93, 03, 30 years, the last 30 years have been the only frame of mind or frame of reference that we have for women and, you know, the effects of a lot of these, uh, nutrition, fad diets, whatever you want to call it, or experiments on them. Like prior to that, like we had very little or no information at all. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, in my opinion, that's why so much of claims around nutrition have really changed drastically yeah. in just the last five to 10 years, because people are now starting to acknowledge, Oh, wait a second. These things that work on, you know, my husband don't, work the same for me. Yeah, and I think yeah. we can all, you know, ladies, we can all attest to that, that like, you know, you see your husband or your brother or your male friend who's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, 
I cut out beer and I lost 15 pounds. Yeah. And you're like, I've cut out gluten, dairy, soy. Like I've stopped eating sugar. I've only, you know, eat during these specific hours and I do all this types of exercise and I have gained three pounds. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, I mean, this happens to me at least once a week on a call, like they'll, like exactly what you said. They'll say, you know, oh, well, my husband can eat this and, you know, he can go to the gym and the weight just came off. And he's just telling me, babe, just do this or honey, do the same thing. And she's, and, and people will be like, well, and it just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, yeah, they're, you guys are two different people, very two different bodies, right? Exactly. And then the other reason why research is flawed, and especially when it comes to women, is because even though in recent years, you know, a lot of the research on keto has been um, starting to include more women just in recent years, these are still short-term studies. There are no long-term studies, meaning actually looking at the long-term effects of these things. So you could do, you know, a 12-week study and see the benefits of something, but we're only looking at 12 weeks. We're not necessarily looking at how did that continue? Was Were those results, you know, the positive results sustainable? Did, you know, a year later, are those um the, the people, the participants Long-term in the study, results. are they still sustaining those results? Have they potentially now developed more negative results in the longer term? So there's a lot of questions um, to be asked there, which is why we also look at the anecdotal evidence as well. So a lot, a lot of kind of context there I wanted to provide before we jump in things, but let's, uh, let's dive into let's the benefits it. and the uh the risks of keto. I I am going to start with the benefits though, because I want to provide that kind of side of things before I dive into the risks. So number one, and I think the thing that people think of most often when they think of keto is weight loss. Definitely a benefit of keto can be fast weight loss. Now that's typically what draws people to want to kind of jump on the keto diet is because maybe they saw something advertised or they saw a friend that quickly lost weight and they asked them what they did and they're like, oh, I did the keto diet. And then, you know, that's how word spreads like wildfire. But the reality is when it comes to keto, the reason this works is because when we are removing carbs from our diet, so we have our three main macronutrients, we have protein, carbs, and fats. And when we remove a third of our macronutrients, we are going to make it easier to eat less food overall. But we also have to factor in the fact that when you're eating a high fat diet, which is what keto is, keto is low, low carbs. It's typically less than 50 grams of carbs. We're eating hardly any carbs. You are going to be primarily getting your calories from fats and fats are very filling. They're very satiating, which is why when people follow a keto diet, a lot of times they'll talk about feeling like their appetite is suppressed. They aren't as hungry. They aren't eating as often. And so it's naturally easier for them to fall into a calorie deficit, which can produce a short-term weight loss effect. Got it. Okay. And and that's kind of what I've always wondered. I'm like, how, what, what is um, the reasoning behind the rapid weight loss, like, is it, you know, ketosis or whatever that is? I don't even know. Um, but mainly it's like you said, it's, you're literally cutting out a third of the macronutrients, meaning carbs. And you're also eating something that's very satiating, which is high fats, meaning you, you're probably inherently going to eat less overall, which leads to you being in a calorie deficit. If I'm understanding correctly, right? Yep. So that's typically the main reason there is an additional reason as well. So now keto, it does technically increase fat burning. Now, if you're watching the video on YouTube, you'll see that I am using quotation marks (laughs) on fat burning because the reality is a lot of times what they're actually talking about is you are literally burning the fats that you are eating. So you are ingesting more 
dietary fat. So therefore your main fuel source becomes dietary fat because your body's typically preferred fuel source is carbohydrate. Your body wants to run on carbohydrates. That is its number one fuel source. When we restrict that away, it's going to look for another fuel source, which is when it starts to burn fat, starts to burn ketones. It goes into ketosis. If you are really doing keto the right way, that's when you kind of shift into that, um, that fat burning state. Now that can be a benefit for somebody who maybe has struggled with um, just in general, if they need to kind of almost like quote unquote shock their body, have a little bit of that uh, nutrition diversity. You know, we've talked before about nutrition variation, that there can be benefits to that in short term. Um, But these need to be in a very specific way. It's definitely not something you want to just like do on your own. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to follow keto for, you know, five days and then like eat what I want for two days. Or I'm just going to follow keto for, you know, eight weeks and then go back to normal. Like you're not going to get the benefits from that. But working with a specialist in this area who can give you very specific protocols, there can be some benefits to that. But again, these are all short term things. So the question with this, when we talk about keto and weight loss is, Will the weight loss actually last? From my experience of what I've seen, I really haven't known very many women to have the results last. Of course, there are the anomalies. There are the outliers. I do know, like off the top of my head, I know one woman who has been able to lose a good bit of weight on keto and has maintained it for a period of time. She did gain back some weight, but she is living an overall healthy lifestyle. But when I think about her, I think of all the other changes she's made in her life alongside that drastic dietary change. So it's definitely something you need to ask yourself of like, when we're talking about keto and weight loss as a benefit of keto, is there a more sustainable way of getting to that same result? And limiting yourself to eating very little carbs or whatever it it takes, right? Exactly. And that's Mm -hmm. the approach that we choose to take within our coaching with women is we always want to go the most sustainable route because as we always say, if the method of losing weight isn't sustainable, the results aren't going to be sustainable. And for most women, keto just isn't sustainable. So that's really, you know, benefit number one would be weight loss. And that is, of course, a, a benefit for many people out there. All right. The second benefit of keto that is often talked about is keto and blood sugar control. So obviously, like we've talked about keto, how it really works is you are drop, you're drastically dropping your carb intake, Mm -hmm. which in turn is going to have a positive response on insulin resistance and blood sugar. So think about it. If we are ingesting carbs, if we're eating carbohydrates, these are converted into glucose. Glucose is also known as blood sugar. That's why a lot of people talk about their blood sugar being too high or too low or, oh, my blood sugar has dropped. That's what they're referring to is the glucose in their system that the carbohydrates have essentially converted into once you've digested them. So as you eat carbs, your blood sugar increases, your body sends an insulin. I like to describe it as like a little taxi that drives the, the glucose into the cell and makes it a usable energy source. Now, for those who become insulin resistant, essentially that taxi system kind of stops working and now they just have those blood sugars, the the glucose just floating around in their bloodstream, which can essentially lead to weight gain because now we're not able to utilize energy systems properly and long-term, this can lead to type 2 diabetes. Obviously, that's not something that people want to be dealing with, either the weight gain or the diabetes. Now, a lot of people do like to use keto as a medical approach to reverse those things. 
obviously this would work. If we remove the carbs completely, we're no longer having the glucose in the system. We're no longer going to have the blood sugar response. We don't have to worry about insulin being the taxi for that anymore. However, it's not really that simple when we're talking about long-term. Most women, and I'm talking like most women I talk to, your everyday normal woman who just wants to live a good life and be happy in her body, she wants to be able to eat carbs at some point in her life. You know, a lot of women are like, okay, I can, you know, restrict carbs for a period of time. Maybe it's Monday through Friday. I'm good. But eventually, whether they're going out to eat and they want to be able to relax and order the pasta that they love, or they want to be able to have the bread, they want to be able to have the rice, they want to be able to have the sweets with their kids. Like you want to be able to have a normal life where if somebody offers you something, you can't, or you don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't have that. Like I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm a keto. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, if I'm understanding correctly, Vanessa, correct me if I'm wrong, it comes down to are there benefits of keto? Sure, absolutely. But can you actually achieve these benefits through a more simple, sustainable approach? The answer, I think, is yes. And that's kind of what you're trying to get at here. Is, is Am I understanding that correctly? Exactly. So we have had many women uh, come through our program that have been dealing with insulin resistance. And we have yeah. been able to resolve that issue without putting them into a keto diet. Now, there may be times where we might pulse carbs a little bit. We might have some times that we're eating a little bit lower carbs. But we're not going to restrict carbs completely because, again, it all comes back to the sustainability factor. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a short-term Band-Aid approach to say, let's just remove the carbs completely to fix the problem of how your body digests carbs. Yeah. Like, go ahead. No, nothing. I was going to say what this kind of reminds me of. It's, you know, we love analogies on this podcast, right? But it's like, it's kind of like, you know, going from, I don't know, like you said, New York to LA. Sure, you can take a car and you can get there in 20 something hours and, you know, you'll eventually get there, but it's probably going to cost you, you know, hours on the road and being stuck in a car, being uncomfortable for, for, quite some time, right? Or you can take a plane, get there in a couple hours and be a much smoother transition, easier to get from point A to point B. So I guess the answer, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the answer is, you know, can they both get you there? Sure, absolutely. But which one is more sustainable? Which one can you see yourself doing more often and actually get you to your goals faster and more efficiently, right? Yeah. So and like even to take that to. analogy to the next level. Did oh. you like my analogy? By yeah, way? no, that, that was really, <laughs> that was great. I think would even make this more analogous analogous to the situation is like using keto to solve insulin resistance would be like if you had somebody who said, oh, you know, I need to start traveling for work every week from mm -hmm. Florida to New York, but I'm afraid of flying on airplanes. And you say, oh, no problem. Just drive every weekend. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's one way to get there. Just remove the airplane completely from the equation, but that's going to cause more issues down the road because it's not really a sustainable approach to drive from Florida to New York every single week. Yeah. Now, what would be a more sustainable approach? Let's actually address the root cause issue. Let's find something that is sustainable. Let's overcome, you know, your fears around flying. Let's talk through it. Let's, you know, use a balanced approach of maybe let's work together on getting you comfortable with flying and get you to a place where now eventually you can go on those flights every week or maybe every other week or whatever that looks like for you that is sustainable without the fear so that you can still have the result of getting from Florida to New York in an efficient way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was going to go down a rabbit hole too, but I think you nailed it perfectly. And it's, that's, that's what it is. It's let's find, let's work through the problems. Let's figure out the challenges that are keeping you stuck and get a more sustainable approach so you can still enjoy your life without, you know, being crammed in, in a car from Florida to New York every single week or whatever that looks like for you. Exactly. 
Well, the third benefit that I most often hear when it comes to keto is keto and cancer treatment. Now, there's... I didn't know this one, which is... I'm I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah. So, there is some research. There's not a ton. This is definitely more a a newer type of um, area that is still being researched. But there is some research showing that keto can be beneficial during cancer treatment. Um, There was even a study that actually followed... Um, women who actually followed a keto diet that had ovarian or endometrial cancer and showed they were able to reduce fat and maintain more lean muscle and going through essentially the cancer treatment as well. Wow, that's impressive. Um, There was another study on women that found the women with cancer following the keto diet, it helped them reduce cravings, it helped them um, improve energy and help them improve overall physical function going through the cancer treatment. Now, in my personal research as well, I have more so found that when it comes to cancer treatment, um, from what I've been taught from some experts in this area, a lot of it is actually the nutrition variation and a lot of essentially um, doing more of like cell autophagy protocols, Mm -hmm. which is really can be from fasting. It can be from like a full 24 hour fast. It can be from fasting a certain nutrient, like fasting from protein, fasting from carbs. Um, So there is like more to this. And I am not an expert in this area. This is just from some research that I've read. When we do have women occasionally that reach out that have, um, you know, been diagnosed with cancer and they are going through treatment, we typically do refer them out to more nutrition medical therapy specialists. So of course, if you do need some guidance in this area, if you can reach out, I'm happy to connect you with somebody who is a specialist in this area. But This is an area that I definitely wouldn't argue with by any means. I think if this is something that can be beneficial within cancer treatment, then I think this is an amazing area. And this is something that women should absolutely consider if they're going through this. And again, I I just kind of want to emphasize this point again. And I think we've said it three or four times now. You know, this is an extreme situation. Like this might be life or death for somebody. So at that point, you know, you, you do what you have to do now for the normal mom, the normal woman out there that's looking for a sustainable weight loss approach, this might not be it. There are other options out there, you guys. So this is what I kind of want to always emphasize is, you know, there's good things and there's bad things to a lot of things. It just kind of depends on, you know, what aspect of things you want to take and, you know, what it is your goals and your body needs specifically. Perfect. I love it. Well, Well, so that wraps up the benefits of keto that I most often hear about. So I wanted to, you know, acknowledge each each of those and kind of our perspective on those benefits. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.